What does the future hold? Examining biblical doctrines, history, and current events. It's Prophecy Time. Author and Pastor Alan Davis will help you have a better understanding of biblical prophecy. Using the whole counsel of the Word of God, Pastor Davis unapologetically promotes and defends the literal, personal return of our great God and Savior, Jesus Christ. And now with today's Prophecy Time message, here's Alan Davis. Yes, my name is Alan Davis, and I'm thrilled to death that you are with us today. I am a minister and preacher of the simple gospel, which is the death, the burial, and the resurrection of Jesus Christ. As after salvation, after the salvation of the soul, an individual receives assurance of salvation. 1 Peter chapter 1 verse 9 talks about the salvation of your souls. And my favorite verse on assurance of salvation is found in 1 John chapter 4 verse 13, which says, hereby know we that we dwell in him and he in us because he hath given us of his spirit. When I got saved on April the 16th, 1970, I had assurance of my salvation. Another good verse on assurance is 1 John 3, 14. We know that we have passed from death into life because we love the brethren. He that loveth not his brother abideth in death. Prior to my salvation, I did not love other Christian people, meaning that I was a lost individual. I did not have love in my heart for other Christians. And 1 John 5.13 says, These things have I written unto you that believe on the name of the Son of God, that ye may know that ye have eternal life, and that ye may believe on the name of the Son of God. So John taught in 1 John 5.13 that an individual can know that he has eternal life. And another good verse is Romans chapter 8, verse 16. The Spirit itself beareth witness with our spirit that we are the children of God. So possibly one reason you do not have assurance of salvation, if that is your situation, could be because you are not a saved individual not having received as of yet the spirit of truth the spirit of god or the holy spirit reaching out to families throughout this area it's prophecy time you are special to us 
in appreciation of a gift of $20 or more, Alan and I would like to send you a book entitled The Bible Promise Book, which has 1,000 Bible promises that will be an encouragement to you. Please go to our website, which is bronxbbc.org and scroll down to PayPal. Don't forget to leave your address. Be sure to keep your dial set at 570 every day at 2.30, Monday through Friday, for It's Prophecy Time. Jesus remains the reason for the season. It's Prophecy Time. The It's Prophecy Time message today is entitled, The Coming Overthrow of Jerusalem the Martyrdom of Two Witnesses, Part 3. In our text is Revelation chapter 11, verses 7 through 10. Jesus Christ taught the disciples that they would be killed in the future. Jesus said to them in John chapter 16, verses 2 and 3, They shall put you out of the synagogues, yea, the time cometh that whosoever killeth you will think that he doeth God's service. And these things will they do unto you because they have not known the Father nor me. Jesus said to the Jews in John chapter 8, verse 37, I know that ye are Abraham's seed, but ye seek to kill me because my word hath no place in you. So the Jews wanted to kill Jesus just because of his words. John chapter 8, verse 40, Jesus said this, But now ye seek to kill me, a man that hath told you the truth, which I have heard of God. This did not Abraham. Talking about the beast out of the sea in Revelation chapter 13, verse 7 says this, And it was given unto him to make war with the saints, and to overcome them, and power was given unto him over all kindreds and tongues and nations. So prior to the revelation of Jesus Christ, they are killing off saved individuals as their heads are being chopped off. As it speaks about in Revelation chapter 20, verse 4, And I saw thrones, and they sat upon them, and judgment was given unto them. And I saw the souls of them that were beheaded for the witness of Jesus and for the word of God, and which had not worshipped the beast, neither his image, neither had received his mark upon their foreheads or in their hands. And they lived and reigned with Christ a thousand years. Talking about the old Roman Empire in Daniel chapter 7, it speaks about the beast here, starting in verse 23. Thus he said, The fourth beast, talking about the Roman Empire here, shall be the fourth kingdom upon the earth, which shall be diverse from all kingdoms, and shall devour the whole earth, and shall tread it down and break it in pieces. And the ten horns out of this kingdom are ten kings that shall arise, and another and another shall rise after them, and he shall be diverse. He's different from the first, and he shall subdue three kings. And he shall speak great words against the Most High, and shall wear out the saints of the Most High, and think to change times and laws. And they, the saints, 
shall be given into his hand until a time and times and the dividing of time, or three and a half times. And so prior to the coming of Jesus Christ, in Daniel chapter 7, when the Son of Man comes in the clouds of heaven, the beast or the Antichrist is overcoming the saints and killing them for three and a half years prior to that coming. Speaking about the Babylonian woman in Revelation chapter 17, verse 6 says this, And I saw the woman drunken with the blood of the saints and with the blood of the martyrs of Jesus. And when I saw her, I wondered with great admiration. And going over into chapter 18, the Bible says this in Revelation chapter 18, verse 24, And in her was found the blood of prophets and of saints, and of all that were slain upon the earth. And talking about the great tribulation martyred in Revelation chapter 6, it says this, starting in verse 9, And when he had opened the fifth seal, I saw under the altar the souls of them that were slain for the word of God and for the testimony which they held. And they cried with a loud voice, saying, How long, O Lord, holy and true, dost thou not judge and avenge our blood on them that dwell on the earth? And white robes were given unto every one of them. And it was said unto them that they should rest yet a little season until their fellow servants also and their brethren that should be killed as they were should be fulfilled. The beast out of the earth, or the false prophet, is spoken about in Revelation chapter 13, starting in verse 11. But it says this, starting in verse 13, And he doeth great wonders, so that he maketh fire come down from heaven on the earth and the sight of men, and deceiveth them that dwell on the earth by means of those miracles which he had power to do in the sight of the beast saying unto them that dwell on the earth that they should make an image to the beast which had the wound by the sword and did live. This resurrection, resurrection of the false antichrist. And he had power to give life unto the image of the beast that the image of the beast should both speak and cause that as many as would not worship the image of the beast should be killed. So this guy had two horns like a lamb but he spake like a dragon. And here it's talking about the fact that he wanted to kill individuals. Paul's defense at Jerusalem, talking about the martyr Stephen, and Paul's conversation with the Lord on the road to Damascus was this in Acts chapter 22, verse 20. And when the blood of thy martyr Stephen was shed, I also was standing by and consenting unto his death and kept the raiment of them that slew him. And Paul evidently felt bad about his persecution in 1 Corinthians chapter 15, verse 9, For I am the least of the apostles that am not meet or not worthy to be called an apostle, because I persecuted the church of God. So here we see all kinds of verses in the Bible where we have persecution of Christians, Jesus Christ, or saints in the future. And these two witnesses spoken about in Revelation chapter 11 are killed for their faith prior to the coming of Jesus Christ. And today we're going to be looking at two aspects about their martyrdom. Number one, the corrupt one causes their death in verses 7 through 9. A couple of facts here, several facts. Fact number one, who is he? Verse 7 says that when they have finished their testimony, the beast, this is talking about the Antichrist, 
The one who kills these two prophets is the Antichrist or the beast who carries this Babylonian woman. And this Babylonian woman in Revelation chapter 17, starting in verse 6, says, I saw the woman drunken with the blood of the saints and with the blood of the martyrs of Jesus. And when I saw her, I wondered with great admiration. And the beast in Revelation 17, 7 carries this Babylonian woman. So here we see the one that carries Babylon is the individual who ascends out of the bottomless pit. He is the one who also is a king or a politician. The second fact about the Antichrist causing the death of the two witnesses is where he comes from. Verse 7 of Revelation chapter 17 says that the beast ascends out of the bottomless pit. Or the Antichrist is, in other words, very closely connected with the devil or Satan or Lucifer. In 2 Thessalonians chapter 2, the Antichrist is spoken about as the man of sin, that son of perdition, and that wicked one who, in 2 Thessalonians chapter 2, verse 9, is spoken about whose coming is after the working of Satan with all power and signs and lying wonders. So the beast is very closely connected to the devil, as we see in many places. Another fact about the Antichrist causing the death of the two witnesses is where he does it. Notice in verse 8, The two witnesses' bodies shall lie in the street of the great city, which spiritually is called Sodom and Egypt, where also our Lord was crucified in Revelation 11, verse 8. Jerusalem, according to Psalm chapter 32, verse 13, is a place that God desires for his habitation. This is my rest, says verse 14, forever here will I dwell, for I have desired it. And in the Sermon on the Mount in Matthew chapter 5, Jesus said in verse 35 that Jerusalem is the city of the great king. Number four, why he does it. And they, verse 9, Revelation 11, verse 9, the first part of verse 9, and they of the people and kindred and tongues and nations shall see their dead bodies three days and a half. So the Antichrist has utter contempt, evidently, for these two witnesses. Psalm chapter 34, verse 21 talks about how evil men hate the righteous. Evil shall slay the wicked, and they that hate the righteous shall be desolate. And the psalmist said in chapter 69, verse 4, they that hate me without a cause are more than the hairs of mine head. And notice in verse 14 it says, Deliver me out of the mire, let me not sink, let me be delivered from them that hate me and out of the deep waters. Jesus said this in John chapter 7, verse 7, The world cannot hate you, but me it hateth, because I testify of it that the works thereof are evil. And John chapter 15, verse 18, Jesus said this to the disciples, If the world hates you, ye know that it hated me before it hated you. And notice Paul's words in 1 Corinthians chapter 16, verse 9, For a great door and effectual is open unto me, and there are many adversaries. So we see here the contempt, the utter contempt of unsaved people for Christians and saved individuals on planet Earth. 
as they're also going to have for the two witnesses also. And then uh, what he does in verse 9, and shall not suffer or allow their dead bodies to be put in graves. So the beast does not allow the bodies, the dead bodies of the two witnesses that he killed to be put in graves. In Psalm chapter 79, it talks about God pouring out his spirit, or at least the prayer that God would pour out his spirit upon the heathen that do not call upon his name. And here we see in verse 1, the holy temple. And in verse 2, it's talking about the dead bodies of thy servants have they given to be meat unto the fowls of the heaven and the flesh of thy saints unto the beast of the earth. Their blood have they shed like water round about Jerusalem and there was none to bury them. Here's at least talking about the two witnesses that they leave out there for the fowls to eat, for the wild beast of the earth to eat. And so they have utter contempt and will not allow the dead bodies of these two witnesses to be put in graves. And then also, secondly, we have the celebration following, following their deaths. So we got the corrupt one causing their deaths in verses 7 through 9. And in verse 10, we have the celebration following their deaths. Notice what it says in Revelation chapter 11, verse 10. And they that dwell upon the earth shall rejoice over them and make merry and shall send gifts one to another because these two prophets tormented them that dwell on the earth. So evidently, preachers torment unsaved people. Before I got saved, back in Tennessee... I was watching NFL football games on Sunday morning, and I would run across these preachers that would torture me because I was an unsaved individual. And at that time, I did not have the assurance of my salvation. But one good verse talking about the assurance of salvation is John chapter 3, verse 14. We know that we have passed from death into life because we love the brethren. He that loveth not his brother abideth in death. So prior to my salvation, before I came to meet Jesus Christ as Savior, I did not have a love in my heart for other Christians and saved individuals. So today we saw the corrupt one, the death of the two witnesses, and the corrupt one causing their deaths in verses 7 through 9. And also, the celebration following their deaths, they're all rejoicing because these two prophets tormented them that dwelt on the earth. And so today, maybe you're an individual who needs salvation. Maybe the Lord is drawing you to himself today, and you would say, yes, I I need salvation. And pray something like this. Dear Lord, I am a sinner, but I believe that Jesus Christ died for me, was buried, and rose again from the dead. I receive you now as my personal Savior. Amen. From our family to yours, Merry Christmas from It's Prophecy Time. If you just prayed this prayer to receive Christ as Savior, we would like to send you a booklet for new converts that will help you grow in your newfound faith in Jesus Christ. Please call 646-314-3625 so we can get this booklet in the mail to you as soon as possible. From our family to yours, 
Have a Christ-centered Christmas from It's Prophecy Time. My name is Alan Davis, a preacher, pastor, and missionary here in New York City. As our mission work is located in the Bronx, which is a local ministry, would you partner with this local ministry here in the heart of New York City? During my time here in New York, I have been robbed or attempted to be robbed five times have been attacked three times, and our apartment has been broken into three times. I have been here for over 40 years and do hope not to retire apart from physical problems. I did, however, have a stroke on Thanksgiving Day of 2021 and did have vision problems and some downtime at that time. We have taken a big step of faith in this radio ministry and certainly need much more help from our radio listening audience. Just go to our website, which is bronxbbc.org, scroll down to the PayPal, and give us a reoccurring monthly gift of $25, $50, $75, or even $100 a month. Some could certainly give much more, such as $250, or $500, or even $1,000 a month. Radio costs are very, very high here in New York City. We certainly cannot last very long without more monthly help and donors. Thank you in advance for your gift. May this Christmas find you closer than ever to Jesus. It's prophecy time. If you want to make a donation to this nonprofit organization, just go to our website at itsprophecytime.org. That website again is www.itsprophecytime.org. Thank you for tuning in to It's Prophecy Time today. We are on Monday through Friday at 2.30 to 3. If you miss a program, we do have a podcast where you can get our messages anytime for your convenience. Go to Apple or Google Podcasts, then type in the search box, it's prophecy time. You are important to us. Don't miss a message. Christmas time is here, a time to celebrate our Savior's birth. It's also a time for us to have some time off, to visit with friends and family, and to reflect on what we did or didn't do these past 12 months. But the end of the year is approaching quickly. 
We Need You as this year draws to a close. Please consider making a special year-end financial gift to this radio ministry. Thanks from It's Prophecy Time. With the Christmas season upon us and the end of the year getting closer and closer, please prayerfully consider supporting this radio ministry financially. Merry Christmas and Happy New Year from It's Prophecy Time. Thank you for listening to It's Prophecy Time with Pastor Alan Davis. Generous listeners like you make the airing of this program possible. Contributions are greatly appreciated. Write to It's Prophecy Time, care of Bronx Building Baptist Church, P.O. Box 1370, Bronx, New York, 10475. Here's the address again. It's Prophecy Time, care of Bronx Building Baptist Church, P.O. Box 1370, Bronx, New York, 10475. Join us again for the next scheduled program of It's Prophecy Time.